So after last service, had some people grab me. Um, then Wednesday night, had some others to really kind of confirm where, where I felt like the Lord was trying to lead us to today. We've been talking about doors, and it says, let's just go there first, uh, Liz. I'm the door. Everyone who comes in through me will be saved. Um, the me is Christ. Christ is the door. There is no other way to the Father except through him. So kind of a first step for you today as you've gone through our worship and you've been here and, and prayed and been a part of really the presence of the Lord. If you've not made that first step into that door, I want to encourage you, take the door. Uh, it says that I am the door. Everyone who comes in through me will be saved. Um, but we've been talking about doors and we've also been talking about doors that we need to, we need to exit the last two weeks, uh, we've looked at the door to uh, freedom, or the freedom from the prison of pretending. Can you put that up for me, Liz? Freedom from the prison. It's the next, uh, yeah, prison of pretending. We saw two weeks ago that human opinion, that the fear of human opinion is disabling. We saw that from Scripture. The fear of human opinion, the fear, when we carry around fear of what people think, it's disabling. Literally, you are walking around with a disability. Can anybody agree? When my focus is trying to please someone and not trying to do what it is that I've been called to do or do the job that I've been set to do, but I'm more worried about what people feel, it disables me from doing what I'm supposed to do. And that's scriptural. You need to get free of that. Uh, learn how to please God. Learn how to focus on what pleases Him. I want you to know, when you're pleasing God, the situations around you will work themselves out. So secondly, we looked last week at the prison of unforgiveness. Really kind of feel like uh, the Lord uh, working through me, I really got into your business last week. Forgiveness is a big one. Unforgiveness is a big one. It's stuff we pack down deep. It's stuff we hold on to tightly. It's stuff that we feel like we have a right to. It's a way of life carrying around that unforgiveness. So I, I had several come up to me and say, okay, how do we do it? What's the next step? You've told me what, what the problem is. Now, how do we forgive? So I wanted to take today, uh, and I want to maybe rethink my messages in that we start to have some application at the, end of, at the end of every message. Teachers need to have ways of applying. Just learning is not enough. It says to don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers. So it's going to be hard. I just want to encourage you. It's almost, I don't want to say it's almost impossible. It's very difficult to really teach you anything in the few minutes that we have here. This is intended to be a walk. This is intended to be a journey. Church is not just about coming and sitting in a pew for an hour. That's not the plan of what church was. Church is about us connecting together, using our gifts, giving and receiving, helping each other, crying with one another, walking a mile. If you need to go an extra mile, go in a second mile, and knowing each other and living together and growing in Christ, learning how to follow him. That's what church is supposed to be. It has nothing really to do with the one hour that we come together, even though this is good. The, the Word of God says don't forsake getting together and worshiping. But the intent of church is for us to learn and to grow and to walk. And when we have challenges, to get support and a pat on the back and say, hey, I know that didn't work well for you like a coach does. Get back on the field and try it this way. You're a scorer. 
you're a scorer. We need you. The team needs you. When we lose you, we lose a piece of that team that enables us to get where we're supposed to go. So we talked about the prison of unforgiveness and Brandon this morning um, even shared, you, you know, our fig tree won't blossom. Our fig tree won't produce fruit. And he said, uh, for the fig tree, its calling is to produce fruit, right? That's its only job. Maybe to provide a little bit of shade to somebody's little. Figs trees aren't big. They're little. And uh, Karen Rotaco once gave me a fig tree, and it produced figs a couple times, and I did not care for it, and it died. Sorry, Karen. I don't know where Karen, Karen is. <laughs> I tried. I hear you. Yeah. Um, we didn't take care of it. So this morning is going to be, um, I, want, I want us to believe that the Lord's leading, leading us this morning. And I want to tell you directly from God, it is your calling to produce fruit. Not to just bear fruit, but to bear lots of fruit. And not just bear any kind of fruit, lasting fruit. That is your calling. You are called to produce fruit. And you may say, I'm completely fruitless. I am not bearing, and what fruit I am bearing is not worth eating. Great. I've got a word for you today. And we're going to go into forgiveness again, but I want to warn you. I want to give you a big, fat disclaimer. I'm about to give you a scripture that you cannot go back on. Once you hear this, there's no going back. So spoiler alert, now's the time to leave. If you're not for real, this is one that you do not need to know. I, I, that, sounds, that, I don't, that sounded sacrilegious, just me saying that. But I'm going to give you a word today that you can't unlearn. But I believe Elizabeth said to me this week as we've been talking about this subject, you hold the key to your breakthrough. You hold it. God's done it. He's given us the key. You hold the key. Today is a part of you getting that key and knowing how to use it. Now, you can go out of here and not use it. And that's on you. That's not on God. That's not on your circumstance. That's not on other people. It's on you. So, y'all ready to keep going? All right, let's dive in. Forgiveness. I want to just look at... I think two scriptures from last week, Job 21, verse 23 through 25. I believe this is from the message. It looks like it's from the Good News Translation. And I've picked apart a few of the verses from this. It's not just verse 23. It's 23 through 25, but that right there is it. Some men stay happy until they die, but others have no happiness at all. They live and die with bitter hearts. Think for just a moment who you know that's bitter. We all know people. And we can probably put pinpoint kind of what the challenge is that they're going through. Now, I want to ask you, are you bitter? Would you please be real? You don't have to answer me. Are you bitter? Some men stay happy until the day they die, but others have no happiness at all. They die. They live and die with bitter hearts. Today is going to be a, a door that you can walk out of, out of bitterness. Somebody say amen. 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 All right. Matthew six fifteen. If you refuse to forgive others, 
your Father in heaven will not forgive you. Okay, I'm just going to leave that one right there. Okay, followers of Christ, true followers of Christ, those that love Christ and follow him, obey what he says to do, right? So as long as we're obedient to his word, which includes forgiveness, he forgives us. Do you follow that? As long as we're following Christ, we walk forgiven because we're forgiving. Once you know, there are Christians that have walked an aisle that have asked Christ to come into their life that aren't forgiving, and they are living bound up in unforgiveness. Don't think for a second that it's not you. I have been saved since I was five. I was spirit-filled at 17, and unforgiveness has come and gone lots of times in my life. A lot. I don't even want to think about it. It's exhausting. So, if you would, turn with me in your Bibles to 11, 11, yeah, turn with me to 11. (laughs) Turn with me to Luke 11, Luke 11, and Luke 11 is so power-packed of stuff. There's so much in Luke 11. Um, We're going to look at the first part in the, the first half and the second half, but in the middle of it is about receiving the Holy Spirit. We're not talking about that today, even though you need it. Luke 11, verse 2. This is, uh, and you can also see this in Matthew, and this is just a short version of the Lord's Prayer. It does not include the whole thing that we all traditionally like to say. It's it's the condensed version. I don't know if he said it all and Luke only picked up on some of it. You know, do you ever wonder why 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 is this account a little bit different than the other? Anyway, it's just a thought. Luke 11, verse 2. He said to them, Jesus said to them, when you pray... Jesus is teaching them to pray. Say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give each day our daily bread. Next slide. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead not into temptation. So I want to ask you, as we know the Lord's prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. He's teaching us to pray. He's teaching us a way to, 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 to talk with him. He's teaching us a way to be able to walk through life the way that he has laid it out for us. So I want to ask you, is this optional? What, how could we phrase it? What is it? Say it out loud. It's commanded. He's saying that as we pray and as we're walking, this is how to walk out your life. So is part of walking out our life as a Christ follower being forgiven and forgiving? Why don't we forgive? Let me, just, let me just be blunt to you, and I'm not looking at anyone else. I'm going to close my eyes. Why aren't you forgiving? And you've got answers. You know why. Okay, so if this is a command, and we call ourselves Christians, we call ourselves, I, that, that word even gets a little wanky, wonky. Followers of Christ, disciples, Someone who has received the Spirit of God and is trying to follow Christ and His Word and His Spirit and His body 
Is that you? Say something. Okay. Today's different, church. Today you're going to leave different, one way or the other. Because in James 4.17, this is the one where you may want to, la, 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 la. I didn't hear that one. James 4.17, it's sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. That's one that I wished I, wished I could have unlearned. Just to be honest with you, because the things that I learn and I know, I know now that when I do those things, it's not just that I'm just breaking that word. I know better, and I'm choosing not to do it. So now that you know that forgiveness is a command, it is the way that God has led us, and it's a way for us to be forgiven. When you don't forgive, I believe it's sin. Period. really the response I expected. So we're going to talk about some examples of forgiving. But what happens when we forgive? And I want to give you an example from Luke. We're going to stay in Luke chapter 11, verse 24. I want you to catch this real quick. I'm going to try to be quick. I'm already behind. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert searching for rest. But when it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. Next verse, please. So it returns and finds that its former home is all swept and in order. Next verse. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter into the person and live there. So that person is worse off than before. I don't know if you've ever really gotten passionate and you're on fire and you're ready to follow Christ and you kind of forget it, get back into your own life, and all of a sudden the hell that you're in now is worse than the hell that you were in. What's happened? I think that we do sometimes through forgiveness and through repentance, we get ourselves cleaned out. And that's good. House is in order and clean, but empty. It now has to be filled with something. It will be filled with something. So when you get, I just want to speak this over you because this is what's going to happen today. If you go through Christ's door today, you're going to get free of unforgiveness. Your house is going to get cleaned out. And it's going to be clean, and it's going to be ready to be filled with what God wants to fill it with. With unforgiveness, you've got no time for anything to be poured into that. It's all full. There is a no vacancy sign on your forehead that says, no vacancy, forgiveness, unforgiveness lives here. Unforgiveness lives here. Go go somewhere else. Blessings, answered prayer, breakthrough, freedom, joy, go somewhere else, we're taken. I've got unforgiveness. Worse off than before. It happens. So, we're going to clean the house today, but we've got to fill it. Before we talk about forgiveness, unforgiveness, you've got to get in the word You've got to get full of the Spirit. You don't just get in the Word, you do the Word. You don't just hear the Word, you do the Word. Your faith is going to grow because you're going to start hearing the Word and you're going to start doing it. And what's going to happen is waters are going to part that have never parted for you before. 
You won't be able to explain it. You won't need to. It says that when we follow God's word, when we hear his voice and we obey it, his blessings will come find us and overtake us. We don't have to go looking for these blessings. The blessings will come find us. That's what's in store for you starting today. But you've got to fill the house. Fill the house with his word. Fill the house with his spirit. Fill the house with his worship. Fill the house with interacting with other people and loving one another and bearing with one another and getting through life following Christ. Doesn't mean you're not going to fall down. He gave us a way to get up. Repent. Forgive. Return. Get cleaned up again and get filled up again. I don't know about you, but I've got a leak. Sounds all wrong. It didn't mean to come out that way, but I do. I leak. I get filled up of God's spirit. I got on fire for God. Next thing you know, I've leaked it all out somewhere. And I don't even know it. I still think I'm great, but I'm not. I've gotten filled up with something else. Okay, so forgiveness. I've been pondering on how to forgive and how I've forgiven. And, you know, I want to go to the Matthew 18 about going to your brother, but I want you to know forgiveness is between you and God. It must start between you and God because I can tell you some people that I have needed to forgive and I've gone to and tried to forgive didn't want to hear it. Didn't respond in a way that was pleasing to me so I didn't let them have it. They acted like they didn't do anything. They acted like I did it to them. Has that ever gone that way for you? Hey, I want to tell you about what you did to me. Okay, by the way, I'll tell you what you did to me. Well, I forgive you of that one, but I don't forgive you of that one. All of a sudden, I picked up three when I tried to drop off one. If it's based on the other person, it will never happen. It's not based on the person that hurt me. It hurts too much. I'm too sensitive to it. I'm too emotional about it. It genuinely hurts, and I don't want to be hurt again. It has to be between me and God. What, what has happened in your life up until this point is you have allowed this person that you're holding unforgiveness over to hold control over your life. What you're saying today is not, it's okay what you did. It's not saying, it's okay for you to continue doing that to me. No. Word of God says, guard your heart with all diligence. Some people are toxic to me. Some people I need to create space to. Some people I need to grow up. They're just, they just are like they are, and they're not trying to hurt me. I'm just a baby, and I need to grow up. And believe me, I can be a big baby. And I can tell you why, and I could probably get you on board with me. It's not between me and the other person. It's between me and God. How do you do it? What's sad is we give the other person too much power. Well, today, we're not going to make it right. We're not going to say it's okay what you did. It's okay for you to keep doing it. What today is, I cut off the power. My forgiveness today is saying, I cut off the power that you have over me. And it's not even the person. It's the unforgiveness in me. It's not the person. But today, I cut that power to dry up and die. That's what I'm saying. God, I'm going to forgive this person, and I'm never going to require a payment on that ever again. 
Debt's paid. I so badly need to be forgiven myself. We cut the power today to that. And God, I plug back into your power. And your power is in forgiveness. And I ask you to forgive me for holding that. And God, whatever else I've piled up and I've not been forgiven for, I just want you to pile on and forgive me for it all. You know what the Lord would say? Done. Done. I did it. It's been done. Thank you for taking the key to unlock what I have done in your life. I hold the key. This other person in my life has held the key. Really, they haven't. I had it, but it was off limits. Today, I grab the power back. We give people too much power. Well, no more. No more. Can't even read my writing. Do you need to go to the other person? I want to encourage you to let the Holy Spirit lead you. Most of my forgiveness has been done just between me and God. There have been times where it has required a sit down. And scripture, Matthew 18, shows us how to do that. Try to go to the person and church, go in love, go in forgiveness, go to fix it, not to escalate it. You're going to fix it. I have had so many times where I've gone and asked to be forgiven and they would not forgive. It's not on me anymore. Scripture kind of talks about kick that dust off. That one, they are putting a wall up that I can't get through. I will continue to pray that that will break down and I can tell you I've had people die carrying unforgiveness toward me. How do you fix that? It's between me and God. Go to him if needed. Forgive first between you and God, then go. Did you hear me? Forgive first. Get right with you and God with that person, then go if you have to. But when you do go to that other person, don't hold them to anything. How many times do we have requirements on our forgiveness? How many times do we have requirements on our own apologies? Church, be real. This morning, I want you to do something. So, it says, it says in Scripture, forgive and you'll be forgiven. So, I'm going to give you just one example um, where we see Christ forgiving, and it's on the cross. And all he does is talk between him and the Father, and he just says, Father, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. So can we make this very easy? Just out of your own mouth to Father God, Father God, I forgive. It's out of obedience to the Lord. It's out of our walk with Christ. It has nothing to do with that. You might even want to spend a moment and say, God, do you remember what happened? You remember how much that hurt? And God, I've tried every way to get free of it, and I can't get free. But Father, I believe you're speaking to me today that my, my door to freedom, my key to freedom, is my forgiving. Today, I forgive. 
And Lord God, as I forgive, I ask you to do what your word says and you'll forgive me. There's no reason to overthink this. Forgive. So everybody, I want y'all to, there's little yellow pieces of paper. Everybody on the end of the row, look over there and pass one down to everybody. Everyone get one. Everyone get one. Raise your hand if you don't have one. Bill, or should have, was there none on? Only two. All right. Then only two of you get to forgive. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Raise your hands if you don't have one. Oh, you don't need a whole one. Raise your hands. You guys all good up there? Y'all good? Okay. So if y'all noticed, I've hijacked the uh, communion elements. They're all up here. We're going to have a trade. We're going to have a trade. Um, What happened at the cross, I've heard it taught so many times, is this great exchange that Christ took what we deserved to the cross, and in turn, he gave us what he deserved. And we're going we're gonna to experience that same trade today. This piece of paper, please forgive me if this just rocks your tradition. There is no more power in this piece of paper than there is in this juice and bread. These are just tools that when we follow Christ according to his word becomes power. There's no power in this. this. There is power when we follow his word according to what he says in doing what he called us to do in these ordinances. There's going to be power in this this, uh, juice and um, bread. No power in this piece of paper. But this piece of paper represents your unforgiveness. This piece of paper represents the debt that you've been holding against someone or something. You can write on it. You can wad it up. You can burn it. We're not going to burn it. I'll burn it after church. Do you hear me? We're going to trash. They're going to have a party. I'm going to have a party with these after church, and we're just going to burn them. Um, This represents your unforgiveness. And I'm going to ask you all to come up and lay it on the altar and pick up a communion element. We're going to have a trade. We're going to receive what Christ has done, and we're going to give him what we need freed of. We all do that? I'm going to pray over it. We're going to ordain this. We are going to ask the Lord to bring power into these two stuff. But can you pray just for a second and ask the Lord what you need to, be, what you need to forgive for? It says that when we take the communion elements, for us to take account... That's what we're doing. Church, it doesn't matter whether you feel like it or not. Your feelings do not apply. It's our obedience and it's our faith that we trust God. So let's do this real quick. Father, in Jesus' name, show us where we need to forgive.
Many of you today may say, I need 20 of these. You don't. They'll all fit on this one piece of paper. Christ did this once and for all. There was a day where animals had to die every year. Not anymore. Christ, the perfect lamb, died once and for all for you. Do you know who it is? Do you know what, what, what it is that you need to forgive? The person may even be dead. The person may be your spouse or your child or your parent or your boss. Someone that you have to be with every day. Will you just say out of your mouth, I forgive. Don't, don't, don't play games. I forgive. I release. Amen. This is going to be awkward. Everybody get up. Y'all come drop them off at the, at the altar. You guys upstairs, just drop it off at the basket. Uh, the communion elements are over here on these two baskets. Yes. All right, good job, everybody. I just pray that you were real. So I'm, I'm just going to do something real, not silly, just different. We're going to have a funeral service. God, today we just, we just remember these things. And we've held on to them. But today we commit this to you. And we just speak right now in Jesus' name. It is dead. It's not just going to be buried. It's going to be burned. And it's going to be gone. And I thank you for this great exchange that we have received right here at this altar. Of your power, of your spirit. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead has been given to us. And we renew that covenant with you this morning. Now, I want you to know, God will never raise these from the dead. You can.
that's on you. God's done it. You've done it. You've done it. Now it's time to walk out of here in freedom and fill your cup back up with his spirit and with his word. Now, I will tell you, the stuff that's happened to you, you're still gonna remember. But you're gonna remember this day that you have walked out of here no longer under the power of this unforgiveness and this thing that you've carried, but you've walked out of here in the power of the Lord. So let's receive our communion elements. I wanna pray over you. Let's just pray right now. Take out your elements. Father, in Jesus' name, we just now just give you this bitterness and this unforgiveness, and we ask you to replace it with your spirit, with your body, with your word, with your power. God, with the courage and the strength to walk out of here free in Jesus' name. And when these things want to come back to life, we keep them in the grave. Nope, you unforgiveness, you have a place in my life and that's death in the grave to be gone, removed forever. That's the place that you have. I don't know how how much I can do image-wise, but we just place this. The God of peace has placed Satan under our feet. And that's where this deserves to be, is buried and gone and burned. And in Jesus' name, never picked back up We do not hold this debt against this person anymore. We ask if it's possible to restore relationship, but if not, that God, you would give us healthy boundaries to be able to walk forward from this place. Freedom, bearing fruit. I speak fruit bearers in this place today because we're coming clean today, Lord. I speak open doors, God doors, because we're walking through your door of unforgiveness, of forgiveness today, Lord. We're walking out of the door of unforgiveness into the door of forgiveness and peace. We remember your broken body. We remember the blood of Jesus. And today we renew that covenant with you. Give us freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we receive your freedom today. Amen. Take the bread, take the juice. We all just say, I'm free. And I'm going to walk in freedom. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a week of freedom. You do not walk back in here in change. You walk back in here in freedom. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week.